Welcome back to Dum Dums and Dragons, where improvisers who've never role-played before journey into the world of Dungeons and Dragons. I am the Grand Wizard Bukaki, your host. Previously, our heroes, alongside the spider-loving druid Jakob Goodbach, were attacked by a green dragon. Barely driving it off, they believed their friend lost in the battle. Will they ever find their master tools? Will they ever save that idiot Gundren from the first episode? Find out next on Dum Dums and Dragons! Let's check out the rest of this town cautiously, see if there's anything else going on, and like then... Check it from outside the doors, right? That kind of thing, yes. By now that I'm not glowing, I'm going to be a lot more uh, stealthy. Yeah, just to be clear, I wasn't just, like, pretending you were cursed. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> It'll be a long journey to you finding your face. All right, let's go. On the eastern part of town, um, you can kind of see where the uh, dragon cultists had set up. However, overnight, they seem to have left. Thank so Moonhammer. You get the sense that once they checked into the tower and realized the horde was gone, that the dragon, too, would never return. And thus, uh, they packed their bags and left. Basically, all of the buildings have, now that you know what to look for, you can see twig blights around them. Mm-hmm. You see ash zombies in them. And it's the kind of thing where... You could go into all of these places, right. but the, the town looks pretty shitty. It didn't seem to be a rich metropolis previous to right, right. to the disaster. Um, so generally speaking, you think it's probably best not to, to fuck around too, too much with any of these. All right, let's finish these respective jobs we've got. Mm-hmm. All right, so yeah, all we've got left to do is head back to Fallendale. We got all our crap. Farfenschlagen? Try again. One more time. Fringa! There you go. Fandolin, I believe. Ah, <clears throat> yes. uh, Falifolin. It is, it is Fandolin. Mellifluous. So you load up your mule with, uh, with the tools and everything else, and uh, you head back to Fandolin. Uh, your three days on the road are uneventful, though still slightly somber. You're, you have a lot to sort over. Alan, you've learned some, uh, some valuable lessons about uh, the nature of your power and its destructive capability, but also more importantly about uh, how different uh, live combat is from, from what you'd imagined mm-hmm. in the, the sheltered safety of your home. Though you don't regret your decision, you do realize it'll be a harder life for you on the road. I also didn't realize that humans could be capable of of such brutality and uh hearing about butthole's past and where he came from is is quite a revelation to me butthole despite your normal uh your normal habits of training goblin jr this particular ride uh you're lost in your own thoughts and memories as the story of your tragic past plays out and fears as to what it could mean fill your mind and Quinny, you realize there are depths to your compatriots that perhaps you did not know hmm. And uh, find yourself in the odd position in your uh, lifetime of actually still wanting to travel with them, despite yep. realizing there's damn it, Quinny. Yeah, you know, <laughs> told yourself you wouldn't grow attached. Starting to uh, starting to care about these people. Yeah. So you return to Fandolin uh, without incident. So for your adventures in Thunder Tree and all the sort of assorted things you got up to, uh, you can each take. Uh, well, I'll just round it up. Uh, Two hundred experience. Awesome. Cool. All right, so uh, you arrive back in town. All right, we'll split up the treasure chest evenly mm-hmm. uh, amongst us. Alan can keep the spells. We'll hang on to the dwarven relic axe just as a general. Right. We we'll just see if the one, Rockseeker one, brothers just want Just one it. spell, right? There was scroll of misty step and a scroll of lightning bolt. Okay. Nice. Lightning so bolt is good. I'd say let's go to the blacksmith and get him started on that custom order yeah. now that we got this material. So we, we go to the blacksmiths. The blacksmith is excited about his new tools. It's going to take him a few days to build everything for you. So he is building armor for Goblin Jr. Yep. And I request for Goblin Jr.'s armor, could he put a symbol 
of a giant spider on its back in memory of Jacob. Yep, yep. He says, uh, you know, it's an odd request, but always up for a challenge. And I want the symbol of Moonhammer on his little uh, wolf helmet. <laughs> oh, he's getting armor. He's not saying anything about a helmet, but okay. Well, whatever, right. or on his collar, whatever, whatever the, the you yeah. know, other yeah, 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 for sure, is. for sure, for sure. From the front, you see Moonhammer. From the top, <laughs> you see giant spider. Yep, dig it. Quinny, he's working on a short sword for you. An extraordinary short sword. Hope so. And you wanted plate mail. Yeah, I want full. I want all that good gear. And Alan, you wanted a shield. A shield, please. So he takes your order. He's uh, again. He's super jazzed about those tools. That's really going to bump up his trade. So it'll take him a couple of days to get those ready for you. What do you do next? Do you want to go catch up with Sildar? What's uh, well? What's we've on? got Sister Grail. We got to go tell her about the well, Banshee, right? Yeah. You return to the shrine. Uh, Sister Grail's very excited to see you um, and to, to hear what news you have. Literally, Alan is the only one who really knows <laughs> yeah. what went down. So, so Sister Grail, we we met the Banshee. Her name was Agatha. Mm. She was a little scary. It was very trying, but I, I did find out about the, the spell book. And it turns out that Agatha had actually traded the spell book back to Cernoth mm. 100 years ago. Oh, the necromancer. Yes, yes, yes. yes. We, we've heard of him. Oh, this is great. So she's writing all this mm-hmm. down. In, uh, in the town of Eriabor. Eriabor. Oh, fantastic. That's all the information the Harpers will need to continue their quest. Uh, thank you very much, Alan, for, for discovering the, the truth of it and for dealing with that horrendous banshee. By way of thanks, here, take these. And she gives you uh, each a potion of healing. Oh, oh thank you. So I tuck mine in my back pocket, but I point at the other two and say, just make a note this is in the back pocket so you can use it if I get taken out. <laughs> like, we'll just keep that as a, like, save the healer trump card. Don't worry. Quinny is acutely aware of the healing potions he has on hand. <laughs> <laughs> so um, with the order in and uh, having reported back to Sister Grail, uh, you make your way back to the town master's hall. I was going to say, before that, we should go return this mule. It's a rental. <laughs> <laughs> Technically, we're a day late because <laughs> we slept two nights. That's true. You arrive at uh, Barthen's Provisions to find uh, Barthen around back weeping with a uh, small wooden cross that says Muley on it. <laughs> and when he hears you, he turns and a giant grin splits across his face. And he says, Muley, you brought Muley back. I thought you'd killed and eaten her by now. No. Oh, you, bud. He runs up and hugs the mule and goes back and just, like, kicks over the cross. He seems real happy. (laughs) So we got all this stuff that we we got some cups, we got some other business. Can we just sell you all this? Oh, yes, of course. Oh, very nice cups. Oh, yeah. Wonderful. Now, interesting fact. I I, I remember how how Quinny tried to spin this back when Prince Mudbutt was with us. So I'm going to go for a little extra coin using some charm. You may not know, but these 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 four cups with the the moonstones on them, they're actually from a green dragon's hoard that we took out of the village of Thundertree. These are incredibly rare, uh, magical cups. Is there any way that, knowing their worth and knowing their background, that you could perhaps give us a little bit of extra on these? Persuade them at eighteen total. Bartha normally deals in uh, in provisions for mining and other things, but uh, he realizes that uh, a lot of his clientele are also being miners are interested in, in, in finer things. So, uh, so yeah, he, he, he thinks that seems, seems like a reasonable deal. So he'll, uh, he'll give you uh, 10 extra gold per cup. So nice. So we'll split that and we'll just say 10 each and I'll put 10 for the dog and that's easy. He will, however, take eight gold for the additional day rental. From each of us? No, just no. one person. I'll, I'll get this one. Queenie's like in the middle of reaching thanks, for his power. She's like, oh, you're going to get it? Oh, well, I was going to, but okay. All right, yeah, thanks. We'll, we'll, I'll get you on the next one. Uh, of course you will. <laughs> uh, and then we'll go to the Townmaster's Hall and see what the fuck's up with Sildar. You uh, you enter the Townmaster's Hall and find uh, Sildar is, uh, you know, increasingly concerned and uh, 
He expresses great concern over Gundren, basically says, like, look, guys, Gundren's been missing now for several days, and if the tortures that I was put through by the goblins were any indication, he must surely now be on the verge of death. If you were to mount a rescue against the Cragmaw Castle, now would be the time. Okay, I understand where you're coming from, but we're getting, like, some sweet armor and stuff in, like, three days. Do you think we could buy, like, three days? (laughs) I can't buy anything here. Can you spare any manpower to assist the blacksmith? He kind of glowers at the, uh, the town master and says, I don't know, can we? And he kind of threateningly steps forward. And right. The town master's like, oh, uh, yes, of course. You get the sense that uh, since the red brands have been run out, the town master is now kind of like the shitty sycophant who's stuck without the people he was sucking up to. And he's like, oh, well, yeah, yeah, sure. I will just send some people right over. Uh, so, yes, with the additional work, uh, it will only take one day. Let's stock up. And well, let's we'll get ready out. to go as soon that's as that tomorrow. Like it's going to still be hot in our hands. Yeah, that's why I'm like, okay, so mm-hmm. let's go to what's her face's provisions and get this out of the way because then everything we need to do in town will theoretically yeah. be done, and we can. I guess I got to stock back up on some arrows, and that's about <laughs> it. Barthen didn't seem to have much we wanted to buy. We'll go to that. No, Lion Shield is Lion Shield. I will walk up to the door, and instead of kicking it open, I will open it and yell, "Imagine I kicked it." Um, <laughs> And I'll say, she goes, I always do. Hello, <laughs> my friend. Uh, and I go up and I say, we're adventurers who have some money to spend and we might all die on a quest tomorrow. We've got new armor coming in, but what, what can you offer for those of us uh, who might be storming a castle with only three people? Something like this. Ah. So um, one of the uh, the great joys of Dungeons & Dragons is handing players books full of numbers. So uh, I've just handed Ryan the, uh, the equipment list uh, as well as the relevant pricing. So rather than going through it kind of item by item, we'll give you totals and a rough idea of what we've got. And then Sounds great. Tom, you, you know where it's at. All right, so I we're picking up a mule as well between the three of us. We're splitting that one. Right. Uh, I'm getting a bunch of stuff that could be used to like get into a castle. I'm buying, not just for myself, but I'm buying all, all of us uh, climbers kits, grappling hooks, 200 feet of rope, like a lot of stuff that could help us get over a wall or get down or oh, stay safe, all that kind of jazz. Wow. I already uh, have that. Well, I'm buying more. Okay. I, I'm buying four. I don't know what you have. And okay. then do you know what, if, buying four. I could if always I'm, use more. Instead if, of having to go back to the places I've climbed and collect my pythons and things. We got a mule, yo. Oh, yeah. We're buying a mule. a mule. So I, I also, uh, do you know what? If somebody else joins the party, maybe we'll have an extra. <laughs> uh, but I bought one for everybody. And four of us also includes Goblin Jr. So he is his own climber's kid. Right. It's really, cool. He spent some of his own money. I also bought a signal whistle so I could start practicing whistle calls with the dog in case cool. my butt doesn't work. Uh, I bought two two-person tents, so we can all actually stay in tents instead of sleeping on the ground like right. animals. Uh, I bought two sets of manacles, just in case any prisoners uh, are there. We can stop tying them up with rope like idiots. Okay. And then my grand total of what I spent was 334 gold pieces, so I have five left. Okay. I just got a couple things like a healer's kit and a potion of healing, some rations, quiver and arrows, realizing I had a crossbow, but... <laughs> No arrows oh, or right. quiver to speak of. Uh, water skin, um, some silk rope, and a dagger. Cool. Um, so that was 94, along with my share of the mule, uh, 94 gold pieces and 17 silver pieces. All right. Quinny bought a deck of playing cards. Um, <laughs> you may not know this, but I am proficient with playing cards, and I'm hoping to use my sleight of hand to just play... Fleece some rubes? Yeah, fleece some rubes. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, yes. Uh, I've also got uh, some vials of acid. I got uh, alchemist fire and some empty glass bottles to pour them into to essentially create Molotov cocktails. That all set me back 310 gold pieces. So how much do you have left? I'm, Not that we know this is characters, but oh, I'm just okay. curious. got 164 left. <laughs> 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 is our armor getting delivered in the morning or do we go pick yep. it up at the end of the day today? It'll be delivered to, uh, it'll be waiting for you in your rooms at the, uh, the Stonehill. 
So I would say go rest up. Like, we, we've earned it. So go to the inn. Quinny, you uh, find waiting in your room a short sword plus one. Sweet. Butthole, you find a fine suit of plate mail. They got the sense from how much you like putting uh, moon hammer on things. They, they they built kind of like slots and things, so it'd be easy for you to affix your, your symbol yourself. Nice. Someone helps you do that. Alan, uh, you find a uh, plus one shield. Woohoo! So normal shield gives you plus two to AC. This will give you plus three when yes. you when you have it in hand. Perhaps most exciting of all, there is a uh, a beautiful set of wolfish armor, the best you've ever seen. It's a uh, it's a light, uh, an almost uh, almost imperceptibly light chainmail with uh, with a large plate over the back that uh, has a, a large spider. Each of its arms kind of spread across the back to make a, a nice big hearty uh, piece of back armor. There's a little piece that goes over the goes over the head that just clips under the chin ever so uh, so gently. The crown has been worked into the design, so the, uh, <laughs> you know it's it's still there. And uh, right on Goblin Junior's forehead, right where he needs it the most, is the sign of Moonhammer. I'm so into this. <laughs> and off uh, off two of the spiders' arms uh, on. Well, I guess off four in total, but off uh, both sides there are little uh, leather loops that hold tiny throwing hammers, the sign of Moonhammer already inscribed upon them. Sick! <laughs> you get the sense those truly were a master set of tools. Yeah, Goblin Jr. puts on his outfit, and he has to go outside and sit on the porch so people can see him for a bit. Uh, and then he comes back in. He's got a bowl holster, too, on the back. Nice. <laughs> so I give him his bowl, so that's holstered, because now he's got a setup. Yeah. I'd Smart. say we all sleep, we'll meet in the morning, and we'll head out. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, uh, Quinny. If you want to take some time, I'd like to. Um, I'd like to give Quinny the scroll for for Misty Step and just kind of teach him, just sure. walk him through that. Oh, thank you. I appreciate yep. no that. Problem. Absolutely. So um, you spend the night preparing, teaching, learning, and uh, tomorrow finally you shall uh, go and, and seek the fate of the lost Gundren Rock Seeker, and nice. perhaps finally find the location of the Wave Echo Cavern. And when we wake up before we leave, we have breakfast together. We're all suited up in our sick new gear. Uh, and I turn to each of them and I say, this is a truly great battle we go into. As a mercenary, I know what it's like to storm a castle and none of us may be coming back. So I have bought you some gifts to either stand alongside me or to remember me by. Alan, you've got a quarter staff. You've got a staff of defense. You have a lot of things, but all of them would constitute weapons that you might not be able to bring a lot of places that you might not be able to hide on your person. So I have got you this arcane focus wand. Use it, to, use it for spells when you need. Oh, thanks. Quinny, <laughs> I got those crossbows for everybody before and you couldn't use them. And I want you to be able to do sweet John Woo style <laughs> action sequences. So I got you two hand crossbows. Oh, I so think can, I'm proficient in hand crossbows. You are. I remembered that. Yeah. So you now have two of them. So you can get like sick equilibrium style <laughs> shooty stuff and it's going to be good. <laughs> it's called hand crossbow kata. Yeah, hand, hand crossbow kata. <laughs> and then for both of you, knowing that I'll protect you to the best of my ability while we're there, but I may not be able to protect you for the rest of your lives. Moonhammer is the best thing that's ever happened to me. Uh, discovering her. Some people would say creating her. But she exists and her powers are real, so I also got you both these. Uh, and I take out two holy symbol reliquaries that I have, which are which I put on chains. And I gift them to them as necklaces. And I request that they wear them so that Moonhammer will watch over you even when I can't. And if you think Moonhammer is a figment of my imagination, I mean, A, you're wrong. But <laughs> B, this is just a necklace to remember me by. Let it stand for your weird atheistic beliefs all you please. <laughs> I put the necklace on, 
and I tuck it under my shirt. And I say, thank you so much. I don't know what to say. I'll keep it close to my heart. And that touches me a under lot. Under my shirt. <laughs> Goblin Jr. has a single tear form and it rolls down because <laughs> this moment's so meaningful. Thanks, butthole. <laughs> <laughs> and I nod and I stand up in my sick plate mail. And then we can hit the road. So you set out on the road on your way to uh, the Cragmore Castle to finally try and save uh, Gundren. Ryan, Gundren. Listen, I know it, but uh, character doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so um, you uh, you start to head north. Uh, you're very happy to be loaded back up with your provisions. Um, you, you've all recently acquired better weapons. Goblin Jr. looks great in his new spider armor. Um, uh, you know, his tribute to uh, Jakob is, uh, is, is much appreciated. Uh, by the world around him. Um, so you uh, you travel north. Um, you know that the Cragmore Castle is located sort of north of Phandalin in the woods ways. So uh, you're able to travel to the edge of the woods without much uh, much trouble. And uh, as you start to make your way through the woods, uh, you sort of you can see kind of the ruins of a castle just a little bit uh, further north. And as you you make your way through, uh, you've had to abandon your you guys bought a mule, I believe. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So your mule's kind of just like, you know. Back at the, uh, you, you you secret your mule away inside the the woods, but you're not gonna like. I love secreting my mule away. <laughs> yeah, just under like a mule tarp. Shh, mule. <laughs> Ooh. <laughs> so I, I, I look around at the other two and just go, hide that ass. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, yeah, so you hide that ass uh, and start heading north. Oh, if we do that, then I'll take the gear that we have. Like we have a shitload of rope and like climbing kits and stuff like that. So I'll, I'll load up with all that junk. Sure. Great. So I'm in my plate armor, but I'm covered in fucking rope. Like I, <laughs> it looks awkward. Like I want one of those scenes where you see like the two of them walking, carrying nothing. And I look like a, like an over, an over packed butler in like a fancy hotel in a comedy about like <laughs> some fancy lady bringing too many boxes. Yeah, and then you, you Jim take to the camera and you're like, it's a living. Yeah. Um, and can I just can I just point out, because we haven't mentioned this before, that I did acquire a staff of defense from Glass Staff. Yeah, we forgot that so, for a whole yeah, session. Yeah, we, we, we kind of forgot that. So, you know, forgot keep, that keeping or my, didn't quarters, my, my original quarter staff with the mule and <laughs> carrying on yeah. with Glass Staff. Very nice. Uh, so, just, so, just so it wasn't like random magic. <laughs> <laughs> Butthole, you are you are particularly uh, loud coming through the uh, the woods with your your overburdened uh, pack, but also your plate mail, much to the uh, chagrin of Quinny, who of course is used to sneaking through yep. um, the woods, and also to my a, eyes. a lesser extent, but also to a reasonable degree uh, for you as well, Alan, because you know as as an adventurer, you're like, oh, we can move quietly through. Oh. There's like this big lumbering dude coming up behind you. Yeah, and I'm farting in exertion. Just, yep. just every like five steps. Like it's not quite rhythmic, but it's close. <laughs> like they're they're wondering if I'm trying to keep time, like on an old timey ship, or if it's just happening. I'm just trying to keep a pace slightly in front of you. The flagellant mention. Yeah, I'm trying not to walk behind you. Oh, uh, you're leading the way. <laughs> uh, so uh, as you make your way through, all of a sudden you hear uh, from the bushes just ahead of you, "Quiet, you fools!" And you notice for the very first time that crouching. In the bushes, very well hidden, is a massive orc with one eye, huge shield on his back, another shield strapped to his arm, <laughs> and a long sword held in his scabbard. And he looks back at you and kind of like snarls. He seems a little pissed off that you've been making so much noise. And that is how you meet Leo Pam Pam. <laughs> 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 so uh, little Pim Pim uh, quickly explains to you that uh, he was once the leader of the uh, the band of uh, goblins and uh, yeah. orcs. Uh, the Cragmore tribe is built up of a bunch of different warring groups. Mm-hmm. And I, as he gets to that point, I go, okay, this is going to be a speech. And I set down all the crap I'm carrying <laughs> on the ground. And then I sit on it like I've made myself a chair. 
Great. Does Goblin Jr. get a chair yeah. or just you? Goblin Jr. just lays down. He's cool. Right, Before sure. you go further into that, mm-hmm. can I just hear Lil Pim Pim deliver the line, quiet, you fools? <laughs> quiet, you fools. <laughs> Thank you, Lil Pim Pim. This episode is sponsored by Shopify. When we started podcasting, an online store was the furthest thing from our collective mind. But now we sell T-shirts and hoodies and water bottles and a ton of amazing products, all because we use Shopify. Shopify is a global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. It is 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Honestly, we tried to do merchandise for years, either to make things that were high quality, to make things that we could ship easily, to make things shippable in multiple markets. We just could not find that answer until we found Shopify. Once we got set up with them, it has been a breeze. Money transfers, no problem. Payments converted, it makes it so easy. I don't have to do anything manual. None of our team does to be able to provide high, high quality merch. Shopify gave us the control to be able to make our business even more successful and can do that for you because Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, their award-winning help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify, and yours should too. So sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash dumdums all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash dumdums, D-U-M-B D-U-M-B-S now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash dumdums. That's the way you get to hear this. Greetings, loyal citizen of the conglomerata. It is I, your beloved CEO, Grayson Typhus of Typhus Industries, and I am here today to dissuade you from joining a rebellious element that seems to be growing the Dumb Dumbs and Dice Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. These hilarious and heartwarming rebel elements are attempting to bring down our dystopian regime, and we simply cannot have that. I'm told that rebels are flocking to this Patreon and joining for as little as $1 a month. That gives them access to other rebels in a Patreon-only Discord where they can discuss all the things that have happened in the shows. For $5, you can get an ad-free feed, but who would want that? After all, ads are the best part of the show. And at higher levels, you can even create an NPC of your very own and get your name in the closing credits, and that part I can get behind. After all, recognition is great. But you're not a rebel, are you? No, you'd much rather be crushed under the boot of industry titans like myself, so carry on with your Patreon-free life. Unless, of course, you want these wonderful stories to continue, in which case, me and my regulators will see you soon. (laughs) 
So Lil Pim Pim used to be uh, a fearsome orc warlord uh, of one of the uh, <laughs> Greg Moore tribe. He uh, he was known both for the, uh, the the soft, gentle tone of his voice and the fierce rage of his combat. However, he was betrayed by his lieutenant, uh, who now calls himself King Grohl, and has taken over the oh, shit. Cragmore tribe and uh, now has installed himself at Cragmore Castle. So Lil' Pim Pim has been on a quest uh, for revenge and to reclaim his rightful seat as the leader of the Goblin War Band. All right. Awesome. I make myself like I, like I take up some of some of the the crap I've got with me, and I make like a little goblet, and I, I pour some water into it, and I sit back like a gangster in in a in a movie in my plate mail, and I'm like, so it turns out we may have some shared interests, little <laughs> Pim Pim. Have you heard of the goddess Moonhammer? Yeah, I prayed at her altar a couple times. What of it? <laughs> <laughs> I am so shocked. <laughs> I, I immediately stand up and drop this whole I'm a cool guy act. Uh, and, and I just extend my hand to, to shake little Pim Pim's hand. And I just I shake it for almost too long. Like, I'm just it is so good to meet you. So good to meet you. Uh, a butthole farch cleric of, of Moonhammer. Uh, really excited. This is Goblin Jr. Uh, Goblin Jr. gets up. Uh, and he comes over and he, and he bows uh, to you, like puts his two front paws down, and then he like gets Lion up. King style. Yeah, and okay. he just goes snurf, snurf, <laughs> and and we're just we're just fucking stoked. Like any way we can help you as a fellow follower of Moonhammer, we will assist you. I, I look at your dog. I nod at your dog. I say, you bow to no one. <laughs> <laughs> dog stands up, extends a paw. We shake hands. <laughs> it's very honorable. <laughs> and I stand back like a proud parent watching their kid accept an award, and I'm just thinking he's killing it. Quinny, you uh, you're still feeling even though you and uh, Butthole managed to uh, to kind of come to a, a bit of an understanding yeah. about his religion. You're yeah. still a little suspect about the whole moon hammer thing. Yes, I am. Can you roll me a perception check, please? Sure. Eighteen. That's my total. In spite of everything you know, you get the sense that little Pim Pim isn't lying. Huh. <laughs> That's all Quinny would have to say. Like, huh. You realize that uh, you've all uh, sort of have the same purpose. Uh, now, unfortunately, uh, Little Pim Pim, back when you were leading the war band, uh, it wasn't in Cragmore Castle. You had a much better place. Uh, but uh, during the fight where you were dethroned and lost your eye to, uh, to the self-proclaimed King Grohl, your beautiful, like, giant orcish keep was destroyed. So you don't know the lay of the land, but you've been tracking these guys for a little while, and you figured out that uh, there's a way in into the castle. You tell these guys that it's uh, you've been kind of you know hiding out. Took you a while to track this guy down. You had to kind of chase him across the globe, but you're able to tell them that they've kind of repurposed an old human keep, and you've been kind of watching for patrols and stuff. Uh, and you get the sense that they're, they're they're a little bit on high alert. They know that uh, you know their friends, the Red Brand Gang, have just been destroyed by uh, by our heroes. And uh, they're they're a little twitchy, but uh, you're confident that uh, the four of you can can lead a proper attack. What uh, what do we see when we look at little Pimpim? So he you know he's a big kind of built guy. He's gone mostly bald. He's got like the toilet seat of hair. Yep, just around <laughs> yeah. the head. Doctor filling it, <laughs> but it's really like guys. Guys with a hairstyle love calling it the toilet seat. <laughs> <laughs> I've never uh, heard that before. That's, really that's good. incredibly apt. Yeah. Though. I know exactly what you look like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a little bit like like Bozo the Clown. Oh, nice. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, he's got one eye. 
Uh, and um, does he have an eye patch or just a hole in the other one? He <laughs> he's got an eye patch over the working one. <laughs> <laughs> he's got a great sense of. Uh, of uh, direction heightens <laughs> <laughs> his other senses. Um, he is wearing a repurposed pot for like a breastplate, <laughs> oh like a gosh. cauldron. Yeah. Okay. Cool. <laughs> a cauldron. <laughs> and uh, I'm so glad I asked this question. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and was he wearing for pants? Uh, he's wearing. Um, just like a nice pair of jeans or something. <laughs> <laughs> well like, known fact, uh, orcish uh, fashion, very jean, very denim heavy. Yeah. Je- yeah. Jean and cauldron base. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I ask him, uh, Lil Pimp Him, uh, you were former warlord, yes? Yes. Okay, so I will refer to you as warlord. I will respect your station. Thank you. Now, warlord, the way you say we can get into this castle... Is this like a climb? Are we going underground? Is it a door? What do we got? It's got to be an underground pathway. And what's very challenging about this pathway is part of the route is through water. So I just turn around and I take out a flag of alcohol and I just start pouring it all over the rope and climbing tools we don't need. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, I light a torch and I just set fire to it mournfully. And I, I stand over it uh, and repeat the same song that we played when Yakov died in farts. So it's just like, and then I yell, 21 dog salute. And uh, Goblin Jr. does 21 gunshot farts. <laughs> and then I rejoin the group and say, well, I'm ready to go. Great. Uh, a little pim pim. This is butthole. Farting is like kind of a thing with him. Oh, yes, uh, Moonhammer. I mean, he knows as another member. I don't need yeah. to say this here, but the, the goddess of uh, joy, strength, and flatulence, uh, the last thing consists of the first two. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. <laughs> so what y'all, what y'all guys into? What's your, like, deal? Okay, so King Grohl, who's, who's running uh, the castle, that, that guy you don't like, uh, he kidnapped a dwarf that we're looking for, uh, Grunter. Uh, Gundren? Gundren. I, I'm still sticking with Grunter. I think they're wrong. Uh, so we got to go rescue him from there. But also, he's working for this black spider uh, who apparently is a drow who's a real problem. So we just got to yeah. take him out of the equation. We got to find this black spider and we got to take care of it. We got to kill the spider? Yes. Well, you know what they always say? Best way to kill a spider is with kindness. <laughs> is that what they say? We hadn't thought of taking that approach yet. Uh, uh, everybody roll me, they- uh, roll me a wisdom check. <laughs> So uh, d20 and then add your wisdom. 16. 10 for me. 22 total. Butthole, Lil Pim Pim, and Alan. Yes, that is absolutely what they say. Quinny, you're not sure. <laughs> you hope so. But <laughs> I'm like, do you know what? I didn't expect this from a warlord. I'm impressed with your knowledge. You know. Thank you. All right. I'm just saying, I've, I've been especially unkind, I think, throughout most of our adventures, and it's worked pretty well for me. <laughs> well, I've read Lao Tzu's The Art of War. And I have some ideas of my own. <laughs> I love to imagine there's a chapter in the Art of War just about spiders. <laughs> in, in this world, in Neverwinter, yeah. almost guaranteed. Oh, absolutely. I'm like, I, I've also read that when I was working with the, uh, the Greywater Syndicate in my time as a mercenary. Wait, you're the little Pim Pim? That's right. I've read your treaties on warfare. Guys, this guy is a celebrity. I like him. 
Huh. Yeah, I'm a pretty says again. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like your friend is incredulous habitually. <laughs> is that something that I'd have to use my warrior skills to cure? I think, yeah, if you could help him believe more things, that'd be great for all of us. Maybe not with violence. No, like, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, look. He's I, really useful. I've seen him kill a lot of things. Like, if you want somebody who can take out a goblin, this is your guy. <laughs> Lil Pimpin picks up Quinny by the scruff of his neck. And <laughs> Since I'm not an animal, that really hurts. <laughs> uh, Quinny, do you want to roll me a, uh, an acrobatics check to try and slip away? Yeah, so that's a 20. And uh, Lil Pimpin, can you uh, That's a 20 total, not a 20 total. Total. Check, total. Please. Do I have to add it with? Yep, add yep. it with that. Four? <laughs> All right, so uh, you successfully sneak out of little Pim Pim's grasp. Oh, you slippery little piece of crap. <laughs> Listen, little Pim Pim, I think we're getting off to the wrong tone Yeah, here. I'm about ready to, like... I, I, I'm, I'm step, I've stepped between... Or no, actually, I gestured a Goblin Jr. who steps between <laughs> Quinny and little Pim Pim. I'm just gonna, because I'm dog-sized does not mean you can just... No, no, no. Boss he's, me around he's, with your dog. He, he's, he's backing you up, but I, I, I'm like, look, listen, we all want to deal with King Grohl right now. I feel like, do you remember chapter three of your novel? The Art of War? Yeah. <laughs> well, it was like a, a, a treatise on Lao Tzu's The Art of War. Oh, yeah. Chapter three of my book where I talk about how the best... <sighs> <laughs> Best meal on the go is just honey you find from a tree. Yeah. There were a ton of digressions in that book. Yeah, you really got into the minutiae of it. But the thing I want to point out is sometimes you make better allies with honey mm. than you do with violence. And as a fellow, Yeah, kill me with kindness. As a fellow member of, of the, the Church of Moonhammer, we know you've got to be happy and you've got to be strong. But sometimes you just got to fart. And sometimes a fart can be smelly, but a fart can be useful. And Quinny... It's like a fart. Oh, fuck you, man. Hey, hey, hey. Don't come down on farts. It's one of my three things. They're great. I just called you a holy item. It's a compliment. So why don't we all just work together and go uh, steer swimming hole? I would absolutely love that. But I propose, or and I propose, a blood pact. Orc style. <laughs> Does that involve killing each other, or what's a blood pact? No, no, no. It's a real friendly thing. You just take, uh, take this knife. And then cut a little thing in your hand of blood. And then we all put our hands together and we say, go Junior Jays. <laughs> no, no, I like that. That's, I, 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 uh, I, I, speak, I speak orc, so I know Junior Jays means honored friends. Yep. I immediately take, take, take the knife from him and cut my hand and put my hand in the middle. And then I lean down to Goblin Jr. And Goblin Jr. is like, snarf, snarf. And he holds up a paw and I put a little cut in it and he holds it up. So we're ready. We got the three of us are in. Oh, I'm in too. I'm very excited. Hi. Hi. <laughs> sorry, hi, I'm hi I'm Mr. Pim Pim. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm little Pim Pim. I'm sorry. <laughs> Mr. Pim Pim. <laughs> Please, Mr. Pim Pim was my father. <laughs> yeah, Mr. Pim Pim was my father. Call me Lil Pim Pim. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, hey, little Pim Pim. So we've all cut our hands. What about, we're looking over at Quinny, like, expectantly. Oh, fuck, yeah, all right. <laughs> Quinny drags a dagger across his hand, and a little bit of blood comes Don't out. Don't drag it. Um, also, uh, you have advantage on your own hand, so do you want to roll your sneak attack damage? <laughs> I surprise myself. 
<laughs> well, I just assumed you'd be hiding because that's what you yeah, do. That is what I do. Yeah, I drive the dagger through my hand. <laughs> this is just who I am now. Just a man with a it's like knife Assassin's in his hand. Creed, yeah. dagger just shoots through your palm. You're like, ah, yeah. oh, god damn. Yeah. Okay, so Great. we all put our hands in the middle and we say, "Go, go Junior, Junior Jays. And it. it Goblin Jr. <laughs> somehow, by combining his ability to say snarf and farting at different pitches, manages to say Junior J's. I don't understand it either, but it happens. Well, I mean, there are a lot of linguistic similarities between orcish and farts, so <laughs> it works out, you know. I learned that from reading my Tolkien. <laughs> all right, so we're all ready to go. I turn to the rest of the group and just say, we should probably leave. I really started a big fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, can you, uh, little Pim Pim... Can you roll me an insight check, please? Eight. Uh, you know military stuff. Roll. Uh, can you roll me one as well, please? Twenty-two total. You uh, you realize you've set a giant fire that perhaps isn't the best way to sneak up on a castle. But as you're about to put it out, the two of you kind of remember an obscure chapter of uh, the Art of War uh, that reminds you that if you're about to sneak into a hidden tunnel, maybe creating a distraction outside not the worst thing in the world. It's from the chapter, if you're about to sneak into a secret tunnel, maybe creating a distraction outside is not the worst thing in the world. It's a very specific chapter. Of the Sounds book. short, too. <laughs> yeah. So I, I put it. some, put the reach in and I take some of the like the, the wood bits that are on fire, but just a little bit. And I just start chucking them or into the trees nearby. Like oh, I'm yeah, like, let's get it. So let's pissed. get it going. <laughs> and, I, and I use prestidigitation to, to turn them blue and spark. Well, nice. so they're just awesome. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They're so. fireworks. And I just blow really hard on a fire <laughs> to really stoke it the fuck up. <laughs> that fire is stoked. Okay. So now I'm like, we should probably run. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. So, uh, little Pim Pim, you, uh, you lead them around to the, um, the sort of, uh, broken down sewer grate that you found, uh, that, you know, will in uh, the woods. <laughs> well, you know, they gotta, gotta vent the, uh, vent the water out somewhere. I believe it. All right, King. So, here's the deal. We gotta squeeze down this little sewer grate and then just fucking walk. <laughs> just explore. And, uh, sorry, to, to clarify, uh, Ryan, I don't mean like a sewer in the, like a Ninja Turtle style that sewer That was what grate. I was making. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean like you walk up to like a, a, a sort of grated um, tunnel. Like a, that, like a oh, culvert kind of yeah, thing? Yeah. Looks like that? Great. Could, could, could Quinny get through easily or... Um, yeah, you, I mean, you, no, the, the, it's, it's purely meant to filter water out. Mm. Uh, okay. so you wouldn't be able to sneak through, but, uh, you guys could probably force the grate. You've got is, some is it like full around. of water or would we have room uh, to breathe at the top? For most of you around chest height for Quinny, okay. it's, it's Great. drowning height. Quinny, I'll, gonna, I'll carry you. Who's going to carry me like a baby? I gotcha. I, I grab Quinny <laughs> <laughs> by the scruff of the neck. <laughs> Quinny is, is resigned this time to just Quinny so lets it happen. Right, fine. I don't want to drown. <laughs> this hurts, but so I, I lower Goblin Jr. into the water, but I want to see if he can swim with his armor on or if I have to take it off him. He <laughs> does he float? cannot swim with the armor on. <laughs> okay, so I take Goblin Jr. and I go to almost take his armor off, and then I go, No, wait, I got this. And I pick him up and I put him around my head like a scarf. So he's got like feet on both sides. A scarf, scarf. Yeah, scarf, scarf. Uh, And I say scarf, (laughs) scarf, scarf. And he goes, snarf, snarf. And we put him on. uh, And then I'm ready to go. I open up this little grate. I hand out uh, some straws. (laughs) Just in case the water gets a little bit deeper. And then I plunge... Quinny in first. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yelling 
so loud at him over and over and over again. There's something about that guy that just really riles me up. <laughs> and then I jump in. <laughs> so Quinny couldn't hear you say that because he was underwater? Yeah. I'm underwater screaming like, what do you want from me? But it comes out like... <laughs> also, a lot of it is very incomprehensible and it sounds like I'm starting to yell yell about my dad. <laughs> Mr. Pimpim. The aforementioned Mr. Pimpim. Mr. Right. Pimpim. So I, I'm, I'm going to follow the warlord because clearly he knows what's going on. Goblin Jr. and I both yep. trust a, a fellow follower of Moonhammer. I'm keeping an eye on, on Quinny's health <laughs> status. Appreciate that. Just 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 making sure that he's doing okay because, uh, man, I'm fascinated. First, first, first interaction with an orc. Like, this is pretty cool, but also concerned for my friend. So I'm going to follow warily. All right, so we're we're traveling. So into you're, the uh, you, you start to uh, to wade through the uh, the water. Uh, it's very chilly, uh, which doesn't bother most of you. But uh, butthole, since you're in plate mail, it's getting uh, it's, it's getting mm. getting kind of cold. Uh, I fart some warmth on myself. <laughs> Make what's inside outside. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> As you go along, um, you you think you're probably about halfway through, and the light starts to get very very dim. A little pin pin because you're an orc, you have dark sight with your one eye patched eye. Which I think probably means it's some kind of like daredevil hyper magic vision. So you kind of know what's up. Um, now, just to be clear, though, are we talking current daredevil like Netflix where it all sort of works? Or are we talking Ben Affleck daredevil where the world's blue and CGI <laughs> smoky? Oh, uh, he was actually red because that's the daredevil color, I think. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I will say really quickly about the Netflix daredevil <laughs> is that his senses are so heightened. That it's basically that he just has accurate sight. That's his, <laughs> that's his yeah. superpower at this point. Is yeah. that he has accurate, <laughs> like incredibly accurate sight? Yeah. Like it's yeah. not even like it's just sort of like what color is that ice cream? Red or something. Like that. <laughs> and it's like great. So I, I turn to the warlord and I say, "It's getting pretty dark in here. Can you see? I can see perfectly. I want y'all to keep behind me because there's a little bit of trouble coming up." And I'm the only one who can see it. So just like uh, in O Noir, I step behind the warlord and I just put one hand on his left shoulder so I can follow him without having to light a torch so it stays sneaky. Smart. I didn't really want to correct him, but I can see too. <laughs> so Alan, I'm a little bit afraid of him. I can't see anything. <laughs> you're, you're being carried Torrents in of front water of us. Are gushing still, into my eyes and face. Still keeping an eye on you, Quinny. <laughs> okay, so Alan, are you at the back of us if we're going in a line? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm behind you. I'm also um, just checking uh, the rear. Uh, every once in a while, just to make sure we're not being followed. So or Alan's or at the back. Being ambushed by the I'm in the middle with uh, Scarf, Scarf, Goblin Junior. Uh, then we've got the Warlord who's holding Quinny out in front of him, like a like like a prow of a ship, <laughs> water breaking for us. The SS Quinny. The trouble that uh, Little Pimpim uh, and also Alan could see ahead is that uh, it looks like the um, tunnel is going to take a, a sort of a dip south, uh, or south, <laughs> like north is the sky. Um, <laughs> it's uh, it's going to dip down, uh, meaning the water level will rise uh, to be uh, above your heads. Okay, so the moment I feel the water start to rise, I'm like, well, uh, just just hold up for a second. Uh, little Pimpim, uh, when you, uh, this seems to be getting deeper. How how deep are we going, and how long are we going to be under? Uh, it's going to be uh, about uh, twenty five feet deep. <laughs> oh shit! For about two miles. <laughs> Everybody have their straws. Can <laughs> I uh, hand it out? Are we supposed to be able to float? You and I are in armor, and it's two miles of water. Oh yeah. <laughs> 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 Didn't think about that. But as 
I wrote about in chapter five of my book. All you got to do is just hope for the best. <laughs> I'm going to pray to Moonhammer about whether or not this is a good idea. Four to six. I trust he doesn't know what feet mean. <laughs> One to three. I'm going to refuse to go in the squatter. <laughs> six. Uh, that is a six total. I prayed to Moonhammer. She said, trust him. He really only means five feet. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm ready to... I, I quietly steal myself. And then I take the armor off of Gavajun <laughs> just in case and put um, it in my backpack. Alan, um, you've, you've done some extensive reading. Mm-hmm. Um, can you roll me a history check, please? Totally. Oh, natural 20. So lucky for all of you, Alan, you've uh, you've done your research on the area and you know that there are no deep uh, embedded bodies of water nearby. Uh, and thus it would be highly unlikely that there'd be a 25 foot deep chasm that you would fall into under a castle. Also from your extensive reading of architecture, you seem like that would be a real bad thing to build a <laughs> castle on if that were true. And uh, <laughs> you start to wonder if maybe little Pim Pim came as far as this and then turned back previously. Right. So I'm still taking the armor off of Goblin Jr. And yeah. I'm like, guys, this is going to go so well. Uh, but also, little Pim Pim, you are convinced that 100% this is this is true. This yeah. is. And um, so I just, I kind of uh, tap butthole on the shoulder in front of me because I, I I have no idea how little Pim Pim is going to react to a uh, me questioning him, and I'm a little bit afraid. Um, <laughs> so, so, so I, I, I relay to Butthole kind of what what I know and 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 what I think's going on, and that we're we're probably not in danger from the water, but but we should be a little bit more careful because I I, I don't I think that little Pim Pim is a little overconfident. Some of us are in danger from be. the water. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and, and might be uh, just trying to, to win by numbers here instead of an, any actual strategy he has. Okay, first of all, he's a warlord, so I think oh, he knows strategy. But he could be wrong about the water. I don't know if he knows distances that well. He's not a map maker. Yeah. Am I right? Okay. And I say that, and Gumdrew's like, snarf, snarf, and we're still whispering. So I'm like, all right, let's do this. And yeah, the, I continue uh, to take the armor off the of character. Gumdrew, the character class map maker will be available in a later edition of Dungeons and Dragons. Can I can I use sleight of hand to try and steal one of his shields? <laughs> sure. Yep. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> uh, all right. So that's a uh, ten for a total of fifteen. Uh, and uh, little Pim Pim, can you please roll me a perception check? Natural, Natural twenty. 20. <laughs> Damn. Jesus. All right. So. Uh, <laughs> So Quinny, Shit. you grab, uh, you 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 know, you're, you're a little pissed off about this whole being repeatedly pseudo drowned and yeah. yelled at thing. Uh, you feel like uh, perhaps you know Mr. Pimpim had his reasons for raising little Pimpim the way he did. You're not sure about all this yelling and ranting that you're hearing. It, it seems like you know very one sided uh, account of uh, little Pimpim's childhood. Uh, so you say, you know what, enough's enough. It's time to just you know score one for Quinny. So you go ahead and you you grab uh, you grab the shield off his back. Uh, but little Pimpim, if there's one thing you know, it's how much a shield weighs. Okay, so y'all want my shield, then? Here, you can have it. <laughs> <laughs> and little Pimpim mightily throws the shield and Quinny further into the water. So we're going to test that 25-foot depth thing right now. All right. Uh, so, Quinny, you are thrust into darkness, realizing perhaps your thieving ways have finally come home to roost. Can, um, I, uh, can I interject really quickly? Of with course. Me? I hate you. I hate you so much, little Quinny. You are terrible little piece of crap. Get your act together. You are an awful dad. 
This episode of Dum Dums and Dragons features the voices of Ryan LaPlante at the Ryan LaPlante on Twitter, Tyler Hewitt at Tyler underscore Hewitt on Twitter, Laura Hamstra at El Hamstring on Twitter, our special guest, and our DM Tom McGee at McGeeTD on Twitter. This episode's sound was edited and mixed by Laura Hamstra, and Dum Dums and Dragons' artwork is by Del Borovic, who can be found at delborovic.com. Our theme songs are And Now for That Massive Coronary and Skipping Through the Orchestra Pit Part 1 by Peter Gresser, and our ad music is No Control and Chiefs by Jazzar, J-A-A ZZAR, all available at freemusicarchive.org. When it comes to Dum Dums and Dice, you can visit our website at dumdumdice.com. Our Twitter and Instagram are at dumdumdice, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash dumdumdice. But most importantly, we've got merchandise at redbubble.com slash people slash dumdumdice, or you can join our Patreon at patreon.com slash dumdumdice. That's D-U-M-B, D-U-M-B, D-I-C-E. And tune in next week for more Dum Dums and Dragons. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. My friend Shayna was like, just so you know, everyone in the Villainous League is coming to kill you. And I was like, oh boy. Imagine NPR in the MCU. The Daily Planet's style desk. Car talk for jetpacks. It's these American supers. 100% invisible. The speech bubble. It's sequential. The utility belt. Superhuman Public Radio is a fiction podcast telling the hilarious and heartbreaking stories of people in a superpowered world. I thought I was going to die. An invisible car in Chicago? A wee supervillain? These are the stories that fall between the panels of comic books. I think they knew that I didn't mean to do that to Arizona. Wasabi! He could kill himself. Kid, I feel like you're not giving this problem your all. No, no. But yes, I guess most people would call them a death squad. Superhuman Public Radio. Superhuman Stories. The only limits are your imagination. And I have a wild imagination. New episodes every Wednesday, wherever you get your podcasts. This is SPR. Name the supervillain and we've done the gig. But these Wall Street types that lack the answers to, yikes.